For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam. Welcome in Addicts to a Super Bowl celebration edition of the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. The Kansas City Chiefs have beaten the Buffalo Bills 38-24 to in a convincing, resounding victory to take home the AFC Championship for the second year in a row. My name is Patrick Allen. I am here with Matt Verderam. Matt Verderam, when you were, you and I have been Chiefs fans our entire lives, when you were growing up. Did you ever conceive of a reality in which the Kansas City Chiefs would go to back-to-back Super Bowls? No, and I don't say this as a joke because I never conceived of a reality that they'd ever go to one. I mean, I always felt like the Super Bowl was for other teams. You know, it was for the Patriots, and it was for the Broncos, and the Steelers, and even the Ravens. You know, the Colts maybe. It, It always felt like the Chiefs just didn't go to those games because they never did. And, you know, we talked about the Bills game leading into the week. We both picked the Chiefs to win. I picked the closer game than you did. Um, I know the final that game was 38-24. to That was about as thorough of an ass-kicking as you're ever going to see in a playoff game between two really good teams. I mean, Buffalo went 13-3 and and would have gone 14-2 and without a Hail Mary. The Chiefs just wallop them up and down the field the entire game. That was that was that that game was right up there with any game they've ever played in my life in terms of playing a really good team in a big spot and just dragging them up and down the field. And they spotted them nine points. Yep. <laughs> Technically they tried to spot them 10, but the Buffalo wouldn't take it. So our you know we'll we'll throw it back to last week. Our predictions for the game, you had it 33-28. I had it 37-27. I was just feeling it. I felt like the Chiefs had this team. I feel I, I just didn't see it being closer than it was last time. Um, and, it, and that's the way that it panned out. The Chiefs, we watched them all year. And every big game, they showed up to play. 
And if you could criticize any of those big game victories that they had, I think the criticism would be maybe they got a little sloppy or lackadaisical on offense in the second half. They let their foot off the gas a little bit, didn't just like finish the team. And in this game, and there's tons to talk about. I didn't make an outline for this podcast. We're usually very well prepared. I make an outline. We have things we're going to talk about. Who cares? Yeah, we wanted to go all in motion on this one. Um, For me, this game, we know, look, we know Mahomes is great. We know Mahomes is going to be great. The offense is going to get theirs, especially against a team like Buffalo, who's not particularly threatening on defense. The defense, the Kansas City Chiefs in this game, it wasn't just that they played well and that they covered really well and that they were getting a pass rush with four and that they were blitzing. For me, they were playing with a nasty edge in this game. And I can't remember the last time I saw a Chiefs team play with this much swagger on defense. Like they weren't scared of the opponent. Like they knew they were the big dogs on the block. What did you see out there on the Chiefs defense? I mean, this is horrible analysis. They just kicked their ass. I mean, like I, I mean, they, they really did. just they, did. they basically said, We're gonna pressure you all night. We don't care. We're not worried about Stephon Diggs. We're not worried about Cole Beasley. We're gonna play our corners man on man, and we are just gonna go after you over and over. And by the way, going into this game, Josh Allen was one of the best quarterbacks in the league against the Blitz, and the Chiefs just killed him. I mean, that game, like you'll end up, you know, people look at the stats and go, Well, you know, he you threw for 287. Anyone who watched that game, I mean, how much of that was garbage time? 150 of it? It was it was a killing. They sacked him four times for 53 yards lost. <laughs> That's insane, and, by the way. 53 yards on four sacks. And, and they hit him 10 times. Yeah. I mean, it's just over and over. Clark had two sacks. Sneed had a snag. Uh, Sneed had a sack. Passion had a sack. They were just all over him. They were all over him. The Bills could not do anything in the game. Again, again, box score. Oh, you know, Diggs had six catches for 77 yards. Diggs had two catches for 12 yards, and that game was in doubt. Couldn't do anything. Charvarius Ward, who a lot of people have been all over, played lights out. He was great. Breland was really good. Sneed, before he got hurt, was was excellent. And I'll tell you what, I thought I thought that Juan Thornhill played the best game of the season by Incredible. him. He was everywhere. Yep. Matthew was Matthew. You know, Fenton comes in and gets the pick. That game to me, look, they play like that in two weeks, they're winning another Super Bowl because the Bills are better than the Buccaneers and the Chiefs just destroyed them. I mean, that game, that game really, even at 9 nothing, like, and I know I can't prove this, but I had no fear at 9 nothing, Zero. Same. The Bills could not move the ball. The Chiefs had just dropped a 40-yard pass, but otherwise were wide open. Like, it was all self-inflicted stuff. And I just felt like, look, yeah, sure. If the Chiefs, if they just completely fall apart, you have to lose. Like the Bills can't move the ball. They're not, they're not doing anything in this game. The second that game, when the Chiefs got a 14 to 9, I felt good. When it was 21-9 and the Bills kicked a 20-yard field goal, it was like this game's over. It's just all yeah. they might as well have taken that ball and punted it through the uprights. That's basically <laughs> what they did. It was incredible. You know, if you look at the box score of this game, you'd say, Oh, the, well, the Bills, I mean, Patrick said that they can't rush the run the ball. They ran 18 times for 129 yards. That was all Josh Allen. Singletary was six carries for 17 yards. Yeldon, three carries for 15. McKenzie, two for nine. 
the, the rest of those yards are Josh Allen, seven carries for 88 yards. Because Chiefs were like, you, you want to run it, big boy? Go for it. Go for it. We're fine with that. The, the Bills could not stop the Chiefs. It, like, we talked about it on this podcast a million times. You want to try to beat the Chiefs, you got to get pressure with four, and you got to drop everybody back in the coverage. Well, guess what? The Bills didn't really get pressure with four. And they dropped everybody back into coverage in this game. This was the, this was the plan. They tried to use the same plan they used against the Chiefs the first time. Let's take away Hill. Let's take away Kelsey. The Chiefs were ready for it. The Chiefs had a plan to combat that particular defense. And Tyreek Hill had nine receptions for 172 yards. And Travis Kelsey had 13 for 118 and two touchdowns. They just murdered them. It's incredible. The Bills are legitimately fortunate it was a 14-point game. I'm not even. I'm not trying to be like go full on fan here. I'm. The Bills are legitimately lucky. The game was only 38-24. Yeah, that game in another universe could have easily been something like forty-five to seven. I mean, it was it was that level of just here it comes. You can't stop us. We have no fear of you whatsoever. Here and I, I just look at that game. You know, I thought one of the most impressive things: Kansas City's defense in the red zone. They stopped them over and over and over. Yep. And, deep, and defensively in the red zone, they're dead last. Like they've been awful. They're great in that game. They got in the, they got in the red zone six times offensively, five times in the end zone. You're just not gonna. You're not gonna lose playing like that. They're sixty percent on third down. They gave up. I think it was like forty percent, maybe even a little less. Five of fourteen on third down. Everything they needed to do, they did. Hill had a massive game, 172 yards and a touchdown. Kelsey, 13 catches, 118 yards, two touchdowns. The funny thing is the next guy was Pringle with 22 yards. It was basically just Kelsey and Mahomes and, and Kelsey and uh, Kelsey and Hill the entire game. That's all they needed. And I would guess in two weeks they'll get Sammy Watkins back. Um, you know, look, I mean, the only downside of today was Eric Fisher. That's the only yeah. downside. They're going to have to scheme around that and figure it out, but they have two weeks to do it. I trust in Andy Will. Um Man, that you couldn't ask for a much better game than that. That was dominance on every single level. And I want to I want to tip my hat to the Chiefs offensive line. No unit on the team has been through more bullshit than the Chiefs offensive line this year with losing Mitchell Schwartz, injuries all over the place, criticism, and th- these guys stepped up even after Fisher went out. I know it was the end of the game, but I mean that the the, the McCole Hardman brush. For 50 yards. Yep. Those guys were like 50 yards down the field blocking for him. It was incredible. I mean, the effort that these guys are showing, it just, it was every element of this game was you're looking at this team and you're like, this is a, these are champions. This is a championship team that knows it's a championship team. It's not scared. And they just, they played like it. And, and all the things that people got nervous about in the regular season, it's ju- it was just this team was just cruise. They were on cruise control for the season, and they and they lost one game. They were trying to win one time. They lost focus. It's they're unbelievable. They really are. I mean, the game they lost. They scored thirty two points, and they had two touchdowns taken off the board by penalty. Yep. They they just they don't lose. And I you're going to hear a lot in the next two weeks about Brady and Mahomes. I'm telling you right now. I'm, I'm going to spoil everything right now. If they get pressure on Brady, that game's over. 
That game's yeah. over. I don't care. Look, Fisher being out sucks, and they got a good, they got a really good front seven. The Bucks do, and everything else. Andy Reid will scheme that up. They will slow that down. They will figure out ways to get the ball out quick. And I am telling you right now, Tom Brady this year against pressure, thirtieth in the league. Steve Spagnuolo, who has beaten him in the Super Bowl already, is going to pressure. They will find ways to get home. They will they will blitz. They will get pressure from four. You watching this game, you're going to hear all this stuff all week about, well, you know, geez, I mean, Brady's got all these weapons. As a Chiefs fan, and if this bites me in the ass, so be it, I was thrilled when Tampa won that game today. The Packers, in my eyes, and I'll believe this no matter what happens in two weeks, the Packers were the far harder matchup for Kansas City. Could run the ball. Even though both lines are good, Green Bay's is better. Rodgers is far better at this point than Brady is. You know, Adams, I, I get the Bucs have better overall weapons maybe, but Adams is the best of the bunch. And the Packers can really run the football down your throat. Like I, The Bucs don't run the ball. Their corners are not good. I have zero fear whatsoever of, of their defense in terms of the run, even though it's number one against the league. Who, who the hell do the Chiefs care? They're not going to run the ball. They don't care. The Chiefs are going to make that's great. You're number one against the rush. Sounds like we ought to throw it more. Like they, They're not going to. That game is going to come down to the Buccaneers are going to have to get pressure on Mahomes all game. And that's the one way they could win. That's the one way. But if they don't do it, good night. Because the Chiefs are just so dynamic on the outside. And the, the Bucs have nobody who can cover them. It, it, it's really remarkable. One of the sort of like under the radar, I guess you would call it probably, it, definitely on the radar in Chiefs kingdom, but under the radar nationally, storylines heading into this game was the disrespect of Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. It, it just Insane. seemed like, look, I, you know, I don't want to turn into a, a friggin' New England fan here and like, you know, be trying to play the nobody believes in this card. But I'm watching all the coverage and I see these analysts bending themselves into pretzels, trying to find a way to, to figure out the way the Chiefs can lose. And, and, Look, that's fine. The Chiefs can lose. The Chiefs could have lost to the Bills. They really could have. They could have lost to the Browns. These teams are good. They're good football teams. The Chiefs don't play their best game. They could lose to a playoff team. But, you know, to see these guys, they would they take it too far, in my opinion. And one of the things that was going around Twitter today was this graphic from ESPN of the tale of the tape, Chiefs versus Bills. Who's got the best defense? And we, you and I talked about this last week on the podcast. And I was like, hey, I think the Chiefs are going to win because I think the Chiefs are the best coach. I think they have a better running back. I think they have a better number one wide receiver, a better tight end, and a better quarterback. And I just think that that means they're going to win. And this tail of the tape thing said it, it, the Chiefs had the better coach. The Chiefs had the better defense, but that the Bills had the better number one wide receiver. And with all due respect to Stephon Diggs, and, and if you've got kids around to cover their ears because I'm going to curse, Get the fuck out of here. Tyreek Hill. Fra- actually, frankly, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are better than Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs is a great wide receiver. He really is. But you see in a game like this where, he, look, he's not like really a super deep threat, right? Like he's just not, he's a good receiver. And, and part of it's that he's the only guy on this team who's really scary to you. So you could take him away. But like this, this graphic gave quarterback Better quarterback to the Bills. That's absurd. Look, you know what? What were they thinking? It's not fun to root for the Chiefs unless you're a Chiefs fan because they're just so good that it's boring. 
You know, it's like the Pats all those years. You'd be like, oh, yeah, you know what? I think you can get the Brady. And then you watch the game, but yeah, no, never mind. You're not going to stop. Like, oh, you know, I think you can double Gronk. Yeah, no, you're, you're not going to double Gronk. And I saw that graphic too, and I laughed about it. Look, any, anybody right now who gives a, a tail of the tape and puts the best QB column in anywhere but Kansas City's column is, is out of their mind or just simply doing it to get a rise because yeah. Josh Allen looked like Patrick Mahomes' kid in this game. Yeah. When's the la- you know what? When's the last time Mahomes played like Allen did today? I'll give you one. Never. Never. Not a big game. Never. Allen looked like he was horrified in that game. And, and Mahomes was just here. I mean, look at it. My God, the one play, it was early in the game. It was like third and six. And I think it was Milano. Like, he, he immediately got pressure and was hanging off of Mahomes. And Mahomes was like, that's fine. 15 yards to Kelsey. Why at all? It's just, what do you do? How do you stop that? And I agree with you. Look, Diggs is a really, really good receiver. But to me, there's a separate category for a guy like Diggs. So if you want to scheme him out of the game defensively, you can do some things to do it. There is nobody scheming out Travis Kelsey. Period. Nope. End of story. And Hill, the only way you're double, you're, you just double team the whole game. It's the only way to stop. And even that doesn't work sometimes. Like, Tyreek Hill just destroyed the Bills. Listen, this, we go on and on and on. I know we're keeping it brief tonight because we're celebrating the game. Um, the, the Chiefs absolutely handed Buffalo's ass in that game. There is no other way to say it. I, I re- Really. Like, we could sit here. I could go on and on about a million different things. Kansas City absolutely just laid them out on a slab for four quarters. I mean, and again, that game's not even close if not for the opening sequence. Right. And it really wasn't even close with it. That game, if the, if the Chiefs play anywhere near that level of football in two weeks, good night. Yeah, it, it, and I want to I want to spotlight one other player, which is Daryl Williams. Just I, this is a guy who's who's been on the team for a little while now, and you don't really think a whole lot about. He gets pressed into action. They got Clyde Edwards-Alaire in there. He he wasn't he he did get a touchdown, but he wasn't particularly effective. He only gave him six carries for seven yards, seven yards, but Darrell Williams, 13 carries, 52 yards, a touchdown picked up. This is a guy that Andy Reid trusts and it just shows you the depth on this team and why they're a championship team. And we've talked about this in the podcast before. It's not just about the Mahomes and the Kelsey and the Hill. It's, it's the Darrell Williams on the team. It's the, it's the dirty Dan's. It's these guys who step up, it's one Thornhill on this game, right? That's a great that, point. Yeah. No, I, I, listen. You know, it's funny. Like anybody who knows on this podcast, I usually watch the game. I'm on the phone with the old man back in New York. And, uh, you know, when Sneed got hurt, you know, she's playing great. And so there was a little bit of concern there. But then, like, Fenton comes in. And we were both like, Fenton's really good. They'll be all right. They'll be fine. And he ends up getting a pick, right, that essentially seals the game. And you're right. Like, they lost Fisher. Wiley had to leave at one point. They don't have Watkins in this game. And it just doesn't – they just keep going. They do not give an inch. They don't sulk. They don't worry about it. They just keep coming over and over and over. I mean, this game, how many guys could you point out that just played – and really, all year. It always feels like some week, you know, maybe one week it's Edwards-Alaire. Maybe another week it's it's Dan Sorensen. 
Maybe another week it's just a Mahomes game where he goes crazy. Nobody can stop him, right? And when the Chiefs have a, a week where it's a bunch of those guys, that, that's what happens this week, where it's just good night. Everybody's going to talk about the quarterbacks in the next two weeks. And, and, and I understand that. And right from a legacy standpoint, rightfully so. The Chiefs' defense is the story that everyone will miss going into this game because they knocked the, excuse me, uh, excuse the language, they knocked the shit out of Cleveland and they knocked the absolute shit out of Buffalo. And I look at this team defensively and say, if they hold, like, Buffalo's offense is better than Tampa's offense. It is. Right? Any metric you want to look at, it's better. And I'm telling you right now, if they hold Tampa to 23 or under, good night. Because Tampa can't cover them. The only shot Tampa's got to get pressure with four, and if you don't think Andy Reid knows that, you're crazy. They will scheme it. They'll figure it out. But, man, everybody's going to sleep on this defense nationally. The, the defense, like, everybody will say, well, you know, this, this AFC title game, they went on a 38-6 to run, which is, by the way, very reminiscent of what they did all, all of last year in the playoffs. And the 38 is the thing that gets the notoriety. And look, it's a ridiculous number. It should. But the other number in there is six. Because over and over and over, they stop the other team. They get off the field. They force a big play. They get a big sack. That's why, like, yes, the offense is great. But it doesn't matter if the defense stinks. And all you have to do is look back to 2018. But this defense... It makes plays. It's it's a it's a good defense, and it's a problem. And nobody looks at it because of the Chiefs' offense. But the defense is every bit the reason they're in the Super Bowl. And and look, we've got two weeks to preview the Super Bowl game, but I want to touch on the NFC Championship game. And I was watching some of the post game, and and they were talking about, oh boy, you know, the Tampa Bay defense. They just they harassed. Aaron Rodgers. They were all over Aaron Rodgers, and they were. They got to Aaron Rodgers. They frustrated him. Aaron Rodgers finished that game 33 of 48 for 346 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. The reason that the the Packers lost that game, I watched it, is their defense. They just give Brady was just thr- like the. If I could sum up the Buccaneers' offensive strategy in that game, it was throw it deep as many times as possible and pray that you can win. And the, the, the Bucs have some really good receivers, They're big, and go up and get the ball, and that's what happened. And, and Brady threw for 280 yards, three touchdowns, and three interceptions. But Green Bay just gave up all of these big plays where Brady just, Brady just heaved it up like a prayer, and like half of them got caught and half of them got intercepted. Uh, it's just I, I'm not scared of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and then the Super Bowl. And I think – if the if the Green Bay had played a smarter defensive scheme, they should have won that game. I'm gonna be honest, they, they should have won that game anyway. I mean, Brady was out there throwing one helium ball after the next. By the way, against a defense that is not as good as Kansas City's defense, and Lord knows, not anywhere close to as good as it in the secondary. And Brady is out there throwing three picks. Look, two of those picks came at 28-23, and two times the Packers got the ball back down five, and they went three and out twice. The Packers will forever rue that game for drop passes down down the goal line area. Um, and I'll tell you what, the worst defensive call I've ever seen in my life before halftime. Uh, you're calling a cover three. You only Your only objective is not to get beat deep, and you're leaving Kevin King one-on-one. 
That's interesting. Like, what are you doing playing a single high safety? Are you out of your mind? Play two deep. Play quarters. Mike Pettin essentially gave Tampa seven points there. And also, look, you know, Green Bay fumbled fumbled the ball. It's an easy score for the Bucs in the next play. You know, that the, the Rodgers pick led to seven points. Kansas City's got a block, and they can't turn the ball over. They do those two things, they'll run it back. They'll be back-to-back champs. Yeah, and, and before we get out of here, one last thing on this game I want to touch on. <laughs> How dumbfounded were you when the Bills didn't go for it on fourth down at the end of the first half and they kicked that field goal? Floored. But the more important thing is Sam Mellinger just tweeted this out. And it's hilarious. Frank Clark was asked if he had a message for Tom Brady. Quote, I don't have anything to say to him, honestly. I'll see his ass on Sunday at the Super Bowl. Uh, Frank Clark <laughs> weighs in. Love yeah, Frank Clark. He was All wearing right. a fur coat after the game, by the way. It's hilarious. He's he was dumping out. a yeah. full box of confetti on himself. It was just, it was yeah. quite a part. No, I, I was stunned, man. As far as the field goal, stunned. Um, don't understand it. I, I just I don't understand why you you do that. I, I mean, look, you're down 21-9. I get it if it makes it an eight-point game. It's a nine-point game. And then at 24 to 12, they did it again. They did it again. Another field goal. Like I think McDermott's a very good head coach. But and I think Matt LaFleur is a good head coach. I thought both of them today. Played with scared money, and scared money don't win. I don't care. Look, I, if you've ever been to a casino, okay, I don't care. I'm not a big superstition guy. If you're like kind of worried about putting fifty dollars on black, and you're like ah, and then you do it, you're 100 percent of the time losing that fifty bucks. Like yeah. you got to take that money out of your out of your wallet and slap it down on black. I don't care. Roll the damn thing. Like there's there's a mindset, and I thought the Bills in that game. Look, you know what you're up against. You got to go. Like, if you don't get it, fine. You might as well. I always feel like when teams play the Chiefs, if you take a field goal, you might as well literally take the ball and punt it. It doesn't matter. And I thought the Bills in that game twice. And I even, I thought on the first possession of the game, but, you know, fourth and three, like, I'm going. I'm going. I am making them stop me on four downs. I'm giving myself that fourth down. The Bills didn't do it. McDermott even said after the game, he thought he maybe it was too passive. Um, but I got to be honest, man. They could have gone for it on fifth down. The Chiefs were so dominant in that game. It just didn't matter. Really didn't matter. I mean, and the Chiefs dropped two picks. Like we, right. We've heard all year. Maybe about, more know, than know, two. He throws these, uh, you know, potential interceptions. I, I mean, and, and, and the last thing I'll say, by the way, Mahomes, I guess his toe's all right. Looked yeah. pretty good. Looked yep. all right. I, I guess he's going to be okay. If uh, if Patrick, I tweeted this, and and I've got Packers fans coming for me now. If Patrick Mahomes is, is the quarterback is. of, <laughs> if Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers today, nothing else changes. Are the Green Bay Packers playing in the Super Bowl? Oh yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, I'm not looking to put it all on Rodgers. I saw that tweet, by the way. I'm not looking to put it all on Rodgers. He played very well. But do I think Mahomes, if he got two cracks at it, 28-23, do they go down? The yeah, probably. Like, I, I, mean, I wouldn't bet against it. The fact of the matter is, with Aaron Rodgers, and I think he's a, a brilliant quarterback, but it is what it is. The guy's been to one Super Bowl. 
he's right now he's got, he's, he's got a slightly better career than Dan Marino. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's, he got the, he got the chip, but like, he just, he doesn't get it done in the playoffs. He doesn't get it done. That's the story. Like I'm like, look at that team. They've got a great, great running back, fantastic wide receiver. He, he has enough weapons to be in the Super Bowl right now. And he's not. And I, I, I think Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. I know he's not going to win it because people are going to focus too much on touchdowns and not look at things like, oh, I don't know, wins, yards, like what Patrick Mahomes brings to the table as an actual player, most valuable. But uh, that's great. I, I think if you're Patrick Mahomes, you're fine. You'll take the, the Lamar Hunt trophy. You'll take the Lombardi trophy. And, and Aaron Rodgers can have the MVP accolades. Last thing before we go, I know you got to get to stagging the box. This is a huge game, right? If Patrick Mahomes wants to, during the course of his career, enter the GOAT conversation. If he wants to get into the conversation, look, what Brady has done is unprecedented. Absolutely incredible. Incredible what he's done going to Tampa Bay and, and taking the Bucks to the Super Bowl in his first year. He's unquestionably the greatest quarterback of all time right yes. now. As much as I love Patrick Mahomes, like it's, the guy hasn't played long enough. Like, but there is also no argument that Patrick Mahomes is not on the track to to make a run at Brady. He has a shot. He's done enough early on to make a shot. To how important is this to that potential future conversation? Here, because tied two two. I, I, right? I get, I get they're separated by eighteen years, but like it's against each other this game, and. If you lose this game, Brady's got seven, which is just insane. And Mahomes has one. Mahomes wins this game, you know, that guy gap instead of being six is four. And Mahomes is 25 years old with two Super Bowls under his belt. And he's got a back to back. Brady had one of those, of course, as well, the last guy to do it. Um, it's huge. I actually am going to pose this question on Stack the Box, and I'll leave it at this. If the Chiefs win on, you know, two weeks from now, they win the Super Bowl, is Patrick Mahomes already a Hall of Famer? I think he's a Hall of Famer right now. I mean, I really like. If he wins the Super Bowl, I really, I think he is. Like, I, I, maybe, maybe yeah. I'm just a blind homer with that. I, I really, like, if they go and they beat Tampa in their own stadium in the Super Bowl, and he just, God forbid, was like, "Yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm, you know, I've had it. And I'm gonna have a kid. I'm having a good life." I, I really think he'd be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. yeah. It's an unpre- like it's an unprecedented career. What he's done, the difficulty to do what he has done. I think even even now, he's not a slam dunk Hall of Famer right now as we're sitting here. But it's like a there there'd be a de- healthy debate about it based on the things that he's done in his career thus far. Yes, yes. Um, now listen, it's it's been incredible, and. Uh, this is a big game legacy wise for a lot of these guys. Like Mahomes, look, I mean, God, you know, God willing is healthy. The guy's I mean, he's gonna walk the canton. But while the same can be said for Kelsey, and the same can be said for Andy Reid, this is another game like a guy like Chris Jones, you know, maybe you know, plays a less flashy position. You win another Super Bowl. You know, Jones is a big game. It, that's just you're getting closer to punching your ticket to Canton. Tyron Matthew, I think he probably gets in. He's all decade and everything else. But, like, these are all opt- – I mean, it, look, they're one win away now from being in a class 
that most teams don't ever get even near. I get you enough to win one. Now they're back for a second one. I believe if I'm doing this off the top of my head, this if they win, they're the ninth team in NFL Super Bowl era history to go back to back. And that is that is no joke. That is major coming. And you're talking the Steelers of the 70s and Niners of the 80s, the Cowboys of the 90s, the Pats of the aughts. I mean, that's that's what you're talking about. The Packers, the Lombardi Packers, right? Like there's no weak sisters in that group, like the undefeated Dolphins. So, you know, Denver in the 90s with Elway and Sharp. And, these, these are all-time teams. And the Chiefs are one win away from that. Is that a dynasty? I don't know that it's a dynasty yet, but you're now to the point. If you win on Sunday, you win two weeks from now, you're to the point where, yeah, you're, you're probably one more title away in the next couple of years from being a full-blown dynasty. Yeah. Yeah, and when you look at the rest of the AFC field, I mean, not Who's to get too, too far ahead of ourselves, but if they win the Super Bowl, like you're looking at next year, and as long as they're their, as it has been this year, they are their biggest opponent. And if they show up and they play their best game, there's nobody right now in the AFC field, oh, maybe the Colts get Matthew Stafford. Pfft, get out of here. Matthew Stafford's never even won a playoff game. Like, good quarterback. I'm not scared of any of these people. The Kansas City Chiefs, you're right. They are they are on the cusp of of starting a dynasty. It's mind boggling as a Chiefs fan to, to think that this is actually happening to us. All right, we have got to go. It's late. We want to celebrate. Verterham's got more work to do. Um, we'll be back later this week to to to. We'll talk a little bit more about this game in, in a much more maybe controlled and and regimented manner. We'll start previewing the Super Bowl for you. Um, we'll just really get into it, but you guys are the absolute best. This has been the most fun chief season as a fan I've ever had. And it's not just because the chiefs are so good. It's because of you, Matt, getting to do this podcast with you is a lot of fun. I love talking chiefs football with you. Uh, so, so thank you for the season. It's been awesome. And I'm, I can't believe we're here. We're going to the Super Bowl, and, uh, and, and you listeners like we, Matt and I are huge cheese fans as I'm sure you've gathered. And, um, it's, it's just really fun to just, interact with all of you and um you know put this content out for you and and just we just want to talk cheese with y'all and you guys are doing that and you talk other ludicrous stuff with us like cereal and pies and whatever ridiculous stuff we come up with we 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 love you guys please head over to apple Podcasts, leave us a review if you've enjoyed the podcast this season we're going to be with you all through the off season as well and obviously during the super bowl um but uh any, any parting shots for you Verderan, before we uh we move it on I mean, first of all, thank you. It's very kind. Right back at you, man. Um, I'll say this, and I'll just leave it at this. Don't ever take this for granted. If you're a Chiefs fan, maybe you're a younger Chiefs fan, I'm 32. I know the old man back home, he's 60, okay? Like, you started the show, and I thought the question was perfect. Did you ever envision a reality where they would get to two? I mean, I never envisioned one, seriously, ever. Right. And this team is now back-to-back. I have you know, people around the league, like, you know, who who cover the league, who cover the league, who are, you know, who know I'm a Chief fan, who are texting me, calling me at the game, they're like, yeah, you're pretty much going to be on top for the next decade. I don't know if that's true or not. It'd be great. But you never know. They may never get back. Like, who knows, right? Like, enjoy this. This is not normal. What they're doing is unbelievable. They're 26-1 and one in their last 27 games with Mahomes. It is impossible to be this dominant. Don't ever, don't ever take it for granted. Injuries happen, contract disputes happen, 
bad drafts. Ha- this is this is Camelot right now. Yeah, and they're two weeks away from going back to back. And frankly, if I had to bet my mortgage, I think everybody listening to this podcast knows where the money would be. Yeah, read every article, watch every highlight you can for the next watch two it weeks. Twice. Yeah, just listen to go back and listen to old episodes of the Arrowhead Attic podcast, and we were annoyed with them for not playing well. Just soak it all in. Honestly, just make sure you don't miss anything. Take pictures in your mind because Matt's right. This is something really special. We'll be back on Thursday. Uh, We'll have more for you. Uh, But right now, throw one back. Enjoy yourself. Get some sleep, whatever you need to do. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. For Matt Verderam, my name is Patrick Allen. Follow us on Twitter. He's at at Matt Verderam. I'm at at our Patrick Allen. Follow at Arrowhead Attic. We will see you later this week. And as always, go Chiefs. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Find easy ways to store your outdoor tools and accessories at Menards. Suncast provides high quality and easy to assemble storage. Suncast storage sheds are the perfect solution for organizing and protecting your outdoor tools and equipment. Plus, their all-weather construction is low maintenance. Explore all our outdoor storage options in-store and on Menards.com. And check out more of our great deals going on now at Menards. Save big.